Yeah, so yeah, meetings from hell. Oh yeah, so many, so many. That's the uh, the benefit of our tri time zone, almost pan global recording schedule, which right? I hope all of our <laughs> listeners appreciate. It's making us extremely sophisticated and multinational. Yeah, um, and We're so sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And um, getting the getting the youtube live stuff ready too so thanks for the blurb uh by the way oh good yeah no problem that one's all miles all i did was give affirmation but affirmations are good (laughs) let's get some communism up in this bitch all of us working together nice nice (laughs) nice (laughs) oh welcome to the podcast Welcome. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, dear listeners, to Always Strikes Last. The podcast we're, where... we're striking last. Yeah, without that's yeah. the one. <laughs> that's it. We strike last. That's the thing. You've 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 been <laughs> here before. We we strike last. That's yeah. the thing. We you know how this dude strike last and have the last word, which is why Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um let's see as always uh i'm i'm miles i'm joined by uh my co-host matt and jack hello 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 yes um uh i say that like i'm not also a co-host he's uh yeah. he's he's leading this one so i think this <laughs> this works well for us well, we'll okay go with, yeah. you, you get to be you get to be the uh head honcho or the um Ooh. i get to be the honcho the- Yes, you get to be the Lenin in our commune uh, for today. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> given given the subject matter of today's episode, are the the hellacious adventures of the Motley Crew in their first tournament out? Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah. So we should uh, let's launch right into it. So uh, this weekend went to uh, a GT at uh, Underworld Gaming in the Dublin area. Uh, AOS tournament. We had about thirty people. Uh, I went uh, two and three uh, with my new brand new Iron Jaws, and uh, we're here to talk about some games and stuff that we saw at the at the tournament. It was exciting times. Yeah, and so this was a GT. It was a GT. Yeah, it was two days. I was exhausted. Continue to be exhausted. That's the classic GT way. That's exactly Indeed. what it does. Powerful <laughs> weekend followed by a long week of work. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, the most relaxing way to slide into your next week exhausted exactly. and shuffling <laughs> exactly and i think all of our listeners will be eager to hear kind of how you fared over there in a brand new meta how you sure the brand new army and also to settle it once and for all what you actually want to call your army because i don't want to steal oh my God. of your naming convention or my particular preference I, I my meta. <laughs> um yeah so let's talk about the army i was playing uh iron jaws uh, this was my second through sixth game with the army, so I had very, very low expectations for this weekend. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. You know, it's got a it's got a punch hard, ask questions later kind of attitude, um, and that's uh, very fun. But then uh, also, you know, it's it's very also incredibly easy to overextend yourself in, in the wrong situations, and then you can be uh, really left without enough uh firepower to to finish off the game you know is sort of what i'm learning i could which I is could true i that. think for a lot for a lot of these kinds of uh highly aggressive armies well let's let's kick things off with probably the first question people uh listening might have is what did you bring what was the list yeah. sure so the list was uh and this so this whole list i had to submit it before i'd ever played a game uh so <laughs> highly theoretical list um well, I was playing Iron Sons, uh, which is the Iron Jaws faction where you can charge in the opponent's uh, charge phase at the end of their charge phase so uh, for, a, for a command point. It was very fun. Actually, uh, it came up a lot and was super useful, so I would I would do that again. And I had um, I had a war boss or a mega boss on Mockrusha, who uh, was the master of magic. Highly thematic, of course. Not power gaming at all. Uh, it was it's all good. <laughs> spilling out his ear holes. 
Yeah. Uh, and he had an arcane tome. I didn't know that orcs knew how to read, but you know, uh, maybe just having the book is enough. I think maybe he maybe just that's... worked it into part of the saddle. He doesn't even know what it does. Yeah. <laughs> he just believed he could read. There that's we go. <laughs> um, and he took uh, flaming weapons as his uh, his spell, which is really gross <laughs> on the mock crushing. Oh yeah. And then, um, uh, and then yeah, and then he was also uh, the fa- a fasten, which means uh, once per game he gets a free move in the hero phase. And that's the uh, mount trait. That's the your, mount trait for your death yep. cabbage, right? Yeah. Yep. So that was him. He was the most complicated unit by far. I had two war chantas, uh, one with the uh, go get him beat and the other with the kill him beat. I don't remember if those are the actual names. One of them is a 3d6 charge prayer and the other one is a plus one to hit prayer. They're not really prayers, but they're kind of like prayers. They're just funny dances, right? Well, actually, no, that's the uh, that's the bone splitters one. Yeah. Um. Then I had uh, oh a weird knob, who had the, the he had a teleport spell so great green hand of gork, and then or is it mork? And then we had uh, a, a foot uh, mega boss so mega boss on foot with the destroyer axe, and the destroyer axe is a once per game plus three damage to the axe. Pretty rad, which Sounds is gross, nasty. It's, yeah, uh, minus two rend, right? Or is it minus? It's one? minus. It's minus one rend. Mm. which is a bummer. Really um, but surprising one, given the size of that axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then once once per game, um, the Iron Jaws can declare an Iron Jaws Wa, which improves the rend of the entire army by one. So that's kind of how you can really start. Um, that you, you can have one turn, usually turn two, it seems like, feels like uh, you are just getting everything in and just trying to hit as many things as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it um, seems like you got to blob your mob and then once you're mob has been blobbed in your mm-hmm. opponent then it can wog so you blob your mob to a wog exactly i really like the way uh, that came out t-shirt in there somewhere i think yeah, yeah. there's a t-shirt <laughs> uh let's see i had uh three units of gorgrantas in the battle uh bounty hunters battalion and they all had the jagged gore hackers which of course everyone knows is very different from the choppas uh <laughs> Uh, we also had a unit of 10 brutes uh, with all of the accoutrements. They also had the two-handed weapons and two, fu- two five-man units of art boys. And I rounded out the whole thing with the shards of Valagar, which uh, was really more of a personal choice pick. Yeah, I was about to say, right. has that spell ever worked? No. It's no, it's never work. worked. One we wanted to work. <laughs> it's the prettiest spell, but I don't it's know so if much it will fun. ever work. No, and the the problem with it uh, is that by the time it actually does anything, your opponent has had two tries to get rid of it. Mm, yeah, which is really irritating. Um, anyway, we'll go into that as the as the games go on. So uh, yeah, so highly theoretical list. I had a uh, a chance to test it out uh, against some gargants beforehand, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that went pretty well. Uh, in terms of learning what the army can do, uh, I lost that game, but you know I didn't <laughs> didn't expect to go up against Gargans in the first match, and uh, and uh, just sort of knock it out of the park. But uh, so okay, so into the tournament, first first game of the tournament, played against a fellow named uh, Craig. It was uh, Turf War, and he had um, Nurgle. So this was. Uh, Number of different flies, so I think six regular flies of the um the uh what's it called, drones the, the hum- humans on flies Glyph, the the, right. the 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 not bright lords blight lords yes blight lords on yeah the pusco of blight lords there we go yeah. and a lord of affliction so that's the hero one, and then he had several uh beasts of Nurgle as well as two out of the three um brothers who ride demons. Uh, oh, oh, gut rot spume uh, and yeah. blow a rot spawn. It's a very Magoth nice small Lords, list. Magoth Lords, right? Yeah, no, this, the whole list is like 12 models, 12, 13 models. Um, and this was probably uh, Craig was, so it's Turf Wars, so that's, um, you know, sort of long way deployment, two objectives in the middle, and so you're really just, uh, and uh, no reserve, so everything's on the table. Now, I didn't have any reserves. He didn't really have any reserves. I mean, he could summon in, but then they couldn't charge. But, like, you know, those are nine-inch charges anyway. 
it, it didn't have any major impact on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I my game plan was to get out quickly, punch some stuff, try and score points early on. I knew it was gonna he was gonna try and grind me down. Uh, and so just uh, try and get points early before the grinding start happening started happening too hard. I guess was the was the strategy, and largely that worked. Um, uh, but uh, it wasn't enough, you know. Basically, and I will say, uh, absolute hats off to Craig because for an army with such so few models, he played uh, very technically. In that, every time I wanted to charge somewhere, somehow there was a beast of Nurgle screening me from what I wanted to charge. Of course, there every was. time. <laughs> They're just happy little beasts, right? Um, and he really used all of the um, uh, all of the impact hits from all the various units uh, very well. Uh, and so, yeah, so that was good. Uh, he also had a purple sun. This was the only purple sun I actually ran into in the tournament. Thankfully, uh, they are not very fun, but uh, didn't roll any ones. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the yeah, so worry, that isn't good. it? Crush again yeah. in the second. <laughs> That's, um, that's that's wonderful though that he didn't roll any ones. Although if there's one thing that's really scary with Nurgle, it's giving them rend. Oh man, yeah. just the amount of attacks that they have. No, exactly. And I I started feeling that immediately because uh, the thing that I'm finding out about Iron Jaws is that despite being covered in huge plates of uh, pig pig iron, uh, they have four up saves across the board. So whatever that Stormcast metal is made out of. <laughs> It's it's much better stuff, it turns out. Or they maybe don't have just the... Yeah, go for it, Jack. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that... I don't know how to even get them on there. They're probably loosely set in place with, like, string yeah. or some rawhide or something. <laughs> no, yeah. that's true. And they do look, um, you know, from painting the models and seeing them up close, they are much more heavily armored in the front than they are in the back. Almost all the orcs have their backs exposed. So maybe I the mean, front's, like, the good half of the 4+. plus. There you go. <laughs> right. I mean, they should always be charging forward. So no, exactly. In theory, it works. The front's a three up, and the back's a five up, and it kind of evens out. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I just love the notion that if the Auric War clans could somehow get over this like mental hurdle, this block, yeah, a three up or a two up save army wide and be unbeatable. Yeah, can't give them too much of the power of belief in their armor, though. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. So last, last note on that game, uh, definitely blew me away. The number of, uh, impact hits that Nurgle could summon, especially with those, um, the Pusquoil Blight Lords. I lost my mega boss on foot, uh, from fresh before we even got to the combat phase. Uh, right. So like seven mortal wounds, just an impact hits alone, that kind of thing. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. That's the yeah, entire theory behind that vampire army that we talked about last time. So exactly. Um, so that was a loss. Moving on to round two, I played a fellow named Gary. Uh, it was Silk Steel Nets, which is the eight objectives, and you can burn the four on the other side of the board from you. Um, this is the classic Dawn of War deployment, although it's eight. In- I think it's eighteen inches apart. Uh, Gary had a Sylvaneth list. Uh, I'm looking. He had a Durthu, uh, a Silk Song Revenant. Um, what's it called? Kernoths with hooks. Two units of Tree Revenants, a unit of Dryads, and a three-man unit of the new um, Seeker Air Cavalry. Oh, the Bug Riders. The Bug Riders, exactly. Yeah, and those, so. were, those were the ones with the spears, not the sickles, right? Uh, you know, I can't tell from the picture. They're the ones that heal. They heal so, themselves. I, I think they both heal, but one is higher damage when they charge. Okay. Um. Admittedly, I have not looked at my Sylvaneth book enough. Well, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, I killed them before they could do anything. Um, Bravo. Like so, whatever they do, I still have yet to find out. Uh, they sound very scary on paper. Uh, oh, and he also had a, an Arch Revenant. Mm. Uh, so, um, Gary took the first turn, and I do think uh, G- 
Gary was new to this book. I think it was his second or third game with the new book. So he was really trying to feel things out. It sounds like there's a lot of new tricks in there to yeah. wrap your head around. So uh, hats off for, uh, you know, even just trying to get all the, all get all, get it all down. It sounded like a very complicated book. Um, he uh, did his best to try and uh, spread out uh, and sort of hold all of his uh, objectives. Um, but that did mean that he was uh, very thin, right? As a result, yeah. And Sylvaneth are already pretty thin, so exactly. Um, he had a pretty clever play uh, at the beginning of summoning a tree in the middle of the board, and then teleporting uh, some the, the Kernoth to the tree. Um, he had a way of getting them like plus five to charge through the spite swarm hive and something else. I don't remember what the other thing was. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so it was a, it was an easy charge into my brutes. He killed like five brutes in one go and then teleported away before I could strike back. Yeah. That uh, was a very strike and fade. So good. Yep. Yeah. It was that, a very clever thing, little play. Yeah. And then, um, uh, my turn, I was able to get the Maw Crusher all the way across the board and just into his main, uh, like into those Kurnoth hunters sitting in their own woods. Um, and he just started uh, chomping down and we had um, Gore Gruntas moving up. Um, the brutes, the remaining brutes eventually made it through. Um, and it was, you know, uh, I think I double turned him on turn two. And so it was, he didn't have a, a, a good chance to uh, really recover from that initial punch. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like Sylvaneth, um, even before the new book, they were an army that you never wanted to get double turned by because they were all going to be healed, mm -hmm. even if that even if they were like bottom of the board army. Yeah, they were still going to get healed, and the fact that they can't actually throw out a high amount of damage at a decent rend, like you never wanted to get double turned by them, but. Any Sylvaneth player, they don't want to be double turned. They have to be owning the tempo, right? Especially sure. because it's like, it's an elite esque army that relies on. What was your analogy? They, it's all. Uh, they know no fundamentals. They're always trying to do. Um, yeah, it's all. It's all. Uh, it's all dunks and no layups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hit, hitting hard with the sports analogies. You know, everybody knows I'm such a big sports guy. <laughs> yeah, sports the, the sports balls. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like the new book really like leaned even harder into that um, mm -hmm. because it, it relies less on um, on artifacts uh, to oh, do the work as opposed to like okay now you have all these crazy new core rules. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, had a, a really epic moment where my uh, mega boss on foot uh, got to go fight Durthu. Um, had the destroyer axe. Had the extra rend from the uh, um, Iron Jaws Wa, whiffed every attack. That's usually Durthu's job. I know. And, yeah, and, uh, his, Durthu, Durthu, <laughs> uh, bless him. I think whiffed back uh, or was targeting the Gorgruntas or something else. Uh, yeah. As long as Durthu was keeping it consistent. It's about, I was about to go and chide my Durthu for not for not. Uh, <laughs> For not living up to his potential to anything but the the ones and the twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even the twos. Just the just well, actually only the twos because I was playing Narwood with him for the longest time, so he was re-rolling ones. All I'd roll is twos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> only Dorothy. <laughs> only Dorothy. We'll start our own YouTube channel named Rerolling Twos. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I can hear tight market to compete in for that one. Yeah, there we go. I can hear uh, Jack Ballard screaming somewhere. No, <laughs> we're like the sequel, but we'll be better. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm one and one uh, at the the last game of the of the first day, and mm -hmm. play a fellow named Kevin, who uh, had Ideneth Deepkin on mighty and cunning and this is the one uh that it's uh four objectives across the middle of the board still the sort of long dawn, dawn of war deployment and you get extra points for killing each other's um galatian vets yeah <laughs> that's a that's a rough one for you because that's a good mission for i enough yeah uh, now he did have a bunch of thralls and reavers which are galatian vets so those those they, they were juicy targets mm-hmm 
Um, and I think this was a mission where I was really feeling uh, the cobwebs really starting to uh, hurt me uh, in the sense that, you know, I've spent the last couple of months not playing as much and, you know, working on moving and that kind of thing and packing up and all that stuff and not going to as many tournaments. And so after just playing Sylvaneth and just sort of blindly you know, hoping that I, you know, if I punch it, will it go away? Let's hope that works, you know, and it worked once, but, you know, um, I was really feeling my lack of knowledge, uh, specifically with Ideneth. Like I don't play Ideneth that often, you know, even in Seattle, uh, I wasn't playing Ideneth that often. So it was a book I didn't know very well, uh, that is new and has new tricks. And, um, that really showed, I'm not going to say that, I would have won this mission had I had more knowledge about the book. Kevin played very, very well. Um, and But uh, I definitely, I felt like there were some order of operations things that I could have been doing better, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like, what is the best thing for me to be focus firing on? What is the best thing uh, for me to be, uh, can I pick, would it be, would it behoove me to kill this small character versus trying to whittle down the turtle or mm -hmm. whatever? Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, I knew that uh, turn three was going to hurt, right? That was that's always the trick with Ideneth. So that part is still true. And um, I figured uh, a nice turn two double, if I could get it, would be grand, you know. Um, if yeah, so uh, I think I outdropped him, or he yeah, and then uh, gave him the first turn. Nice. Um, and what he did was he has an artifact that where he places a second boat. So it's a two boat game. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, two boats are legal to, now. Yep. To uh, basically shield a bunch of his uh, thralls and other stuff um, back into a corner. And then I did the orc play of uh, run everything forward as fast as he possibly can. And I got the Maw Crusher sort of up tucked up behind in between the two boats fighting uh 10 thralls and uh the hero with the hook whose name i can't remember and the turtle so you uh, use the move i used the move yeah exactly okay. <laughs> um and uh you know the rest of the board we had some skirmishes of pigs and sharks uh sharks and pigs um, he was doing a good job of whittling me down with thralls from behind the sharks Thralls? No, reavers. I can't tell them apart. The ones with um, the right. ones with bows are reavers. Uh, thralls are the ones that chippity chop. That checks out. Um, he had kind of clumped all of his units into sort of the back uh, left hand corner, left hand from this picture that I have of the board, um, and so I quickly sort of gained control of the right, um, but was losing units on the left, and. I want to say, I think I took the double turn in the second turn, but uh, by the bottom of two, he was able to kill the Maw Crusher and sort of really move out. And at that point, mm -hmm. I'm lose I've lost a bunch of stuff, and I really, I haven't killed enough for it to have been worth my while. Yeah, yeah, that's tight enough. It, it always feels like an uphill, ba uphill battle because of their movement. No matter what you are, mm -hmm. you're going to get outmaneuvered. Like even I think Slanesh to a degree like comes up short when trying to outmaneuver Ideneth as a whole. Like yeah, it's it's true. Now, flying fast, very scary. yeah, and yeah. even Reavers have eight inch movement, so like, um, it's guaranteed right for them as opposed to like uh you know uh the the Slaneshi archers are, you know, run and shoot. So you're never going to guarantee it unless you're losing a CP. So, yeah. Yeah. A quick aside on that. I would love to see realistic Ideneth rules where, you know, on a one year, your model just dies every turn. Cause you know, it's not in the water too much. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it's not in the water. Well, they bring the sea with them. It's magic. It's the, yeah. it is magic. Magical thinking. That's what <laughs> Um, let's well, see. Well, now we're in orc territory. Right. Uh, 
so the good news was going into turn three, I was up on points. You know, I'd basically uh, controlled the middle of the board the entire game so far. So I was, and I was getting my secondaries. The new secondaries, it definitely took a while to get used to. I definitely had a few moments where I was like, oh, well, I really don't have a good one right now. And that's, uh, you know, just sort of a misplay on my part uh, throughout the tournament, not necessarily in this game, but I'm sure it happened in this game as well. And then turn three happens. And of course, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, Kevin is able to swing the Achillean King uh, back from. Uh, I did. I mentioned. Should have mentioned he had an Achillean King. <laughs> I just figured. I, I figured he'd have one. Yeah. They are brutal. Well, who has been sitting in basically the back corner of the entire game, away from everything else, and he's able to land it between four of my units. Um or charge it in between four of my units. And uh, apparently he gets plus two attacks to every one of his profiles for every single enemy unit that's within range of three. So he's at plus eight attacks to all of his profiles. Yeah, there's a there's something some name for that. The Chop King, the Hat King, the Snake yeah. King. The Big um, Meanie. Big mean. So he he kills uh, a unit of uh, Gorgrunters, a unit of brutes, the my boss on foot, and a mega knob all in one round of combat, all in all in one swing. Yeah, sounds about right. How many total attacks was that? What was he looking at at the end? Um, was it was 20. like, yeah, it was like thirty, right? Because he was he was uh, he had four different attack profiles, and they were all plus eight. Yep. Yeah, it's, it is brutal it's brutal right thing to do. and and that was again a, a knowledge moment right where like if i had re- realized that that was a possibility i wouldn't have grouped my guys in a sweet semicircle <laughs> you know that's <laughs> or, fair i mean or at least tried to before it's, it's yeah a- no and that's all good you know those uh i don't i didn't feel like it was a gotcha moment it was like oh okay uh that's this is uh you know i knew it was going to be bad i didn't know it was going to be that bad and that's okay <laughs> I go with cinematic moment though. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> And after that, uh it was a mop up. You know, the, the turtle came in, he crunched uh the remaining Gorgruntas, Ard boys were dying left and right to arrow fire. And uh yeah, it was just uh I had um so my grand strategy for the whole tournament is called WA, which means I wanna get um at the I wanna end the game with uh one of my battle line units or my general in their territory. Now this one, the territories are quite far apart. And so I had the entire game, one unit of Ard boys marching their way across the far right side of the board to try and get into that back corner. And, um, and the rest of my army folded so fast on turn three that he had a luxurious two turns to go uh, find them and, and, uh, and take them down. It's a way to do it. Yeah. Stupid elves. <laughs> so that uh that ends uh the first day i went I, had, I was one and two at the end of the first day which is uh not you know the best um place to be in uh headspace wise you know you're going into the second day it's like well this would go really bad for me um but uh you know in terms you know but uh, was having fun you know they were all all good games and it was been it's been great to meet everybody Go into the second day, uh, fight. Uh, first battle was head on collision, which is the three, uh, three, uh, objectives, uh, in a line and you're sort of in the corners. Okay. So going into the second day, uh, fighting a fellow named Jer, who is playing, um, Lumineth on head on collision, really got a tour of almost all the elves this tournament. So that was kind of, uh, fun. Mm, sounds uh, like a bunch of fun, jerky. Fun. Fun Big might be the wrong word. Bag of teriyaki <laughs> jerky. Uh, do they have bows? They did have bows. He had uh, thirty bows, thirty uh, spears in a in a twenty and a ten. Um, five of the of the uh, um, cavalry and two foxes, a named one and a non-named one. Mm. And then a lore master. That was the the final guy. And actually, the lore master was kind of interesting. Because I, so I think uh, Jer was still learning the army. Um, this felt like a, a pretty. I don't think he'd encountered Iron Jaws or a, a faction that it was this aggressive. You know, there's plenty of factions that are aggressive, but like you know, I am in your face. Turn one, it's happening. Yeah. You know, and so I think he was having a hard time figuring out how to screen me 
with the foxes, given just the 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 number of threats that I can throw and the fact that I can charge during his charge phase. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes for like a oh you can do this? Well guess what? I can do that. Exactly. Yeah. Um but uh turn one, so he goes first to try and get all his buffs up and just has an abysmal time trying to cast spells. He gets cogs off to give himself re-rolls, even with the re-rolls, it's not going his way. Uh protection of Hish doesn't go off. Uh whatever uh, blessing of Hish or whatever it is that makes the arrows really nasty doesn't go off. Um I think the double uh the two CP for one CP doesn't go off. Oh wow. Uh yeah, no, it was it was bad. Uh, I don't have your magic elves for sure. Yeah, exactly. But the cogs <laughs> went off, so that's all. That's very nice. <laughs> uh, right? I think I think the horses might have gotten uh, Mystic Shield on themselves or something. <laughs> uh, small clap for them. Little right, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then the uh, the lore master goes comes down, and he comes down like ten inches away from the Maw Crusher. Oh joy. Right during his turn. And so I'm like, you know what? I am resplendent. This is the, you know, one of those few moments in the game where I am just resplendent in CP because I haven't done anything yet. And so I'm like, fuck it. Right. Let's <laughs> just <laughs> I'll spend a CP, roll a hot 10. The Maw Crusher charges into the uh charges into the lore master, uh, takes him out, and uh, and I start my turn with my Maw Crusher 10 inches closer than he needed to be. <laughs> Wonderful strategy, Miles. Charging it with yeah. orcs, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, during my turn, um, you know, the mock crusher, mock crusher can go thirty six inches. Like it's, it's ridiculous how far this guy can move. And so uh, I'm able to get sort of back into the one corner, um, the what I deemed was the softer corner, which had the, the five cavalry and the ten uh, spears, as opposed to the twenty spears. Um, and there's, they're both sort of guarding a flank of the archers who are in the middle on the objective. Um, and the Maw Crusher just eats everything over there for breakfast. Like, yeah. the spearmen are gone, the cavalry are gone. Um, he is sitting there just staring at the archers, doing nothing, you know? And then, uh, meanwhile, I think I charged in three Gorgruntas into the spears, knowing that I would probably lose them, which I did. But, uh, you know, just starting to whittle down that big block. Um, meanwhile, we, everything else. Yeah. Was was the chaining working off or working for you? Like, because I chaining. feel like with the, with the Maw Crusher, you go in, you kill a unit or two, right? And then, like, right. everything else can just be like, oh, cool. Yeah, here we go. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so the Gorgrunt has got to fight before they even took a hit, which was fantastic. Nice. You know, that nice. was... Um, and then uh, everything else is moving up. The brutes, I gotta say, I love the brutes. They are so slow. You know, it's like you just gotta spend every trick in the book to get them to uh, to get anywhere. They're the dessert course. They come in after the the appetizer. Yeah, uh, yeah, the they're main. just hanging out. You know, yeah. just being hard. Exactly. But you don't get anywhere fast, and you just slap like thirty tons of pig iron on yourself without even like a back plate. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> well, the great thing is you put it on the front, so you're front heavy, which means you have to run forward, right? Yeah. Probably <laughs> pitching down to the dust every couple of minutes. Oh, that's exactly. constantly leaning over, right? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the archers are able. I think he gets the second turn. Um, the archers are able to take out the mock crusher, um, but not before I'm able to get the brutes into the spears and just take them basically all out. Nice. So uh, I think that was a counter charge during his turn, in fact. So um, either way, we end up around turn three um, where the brutes are in his back lines getting... No, no, it must have been turn two because uh, that's the first turn you can really score. And so mm -hmm. the brutes are in his back lines scoring. Um, and I got max points on every uh, the explosions turn. and everything no no i got i got max points on every turn uh, after that nice. uh just because you know he just ran out of units and uh i think i think largely it came down to 
he just didn't have the uh, experience of where to place the foxes to really get the because you know on on paper those things should really hamper my ability to get in there and hit as hard as I want to. Yeah. Um, and I think they're uh, rough. They're they're a rough unit to use. Like yeah, no, they're they're um they are a hundred percent technique, and uh, you know, and it, it takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, uh, so that was a win, and then finally went into the last round, uh, and played against a fellow named Adam on "Won't Back Down." Um. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Good. Won't back down. Uh, <laughs> reference. Is that Tom Petty? I don't know who that is. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a huge guess. Um, that, was, that was a good guess. Thank. There we go. Um. And Adam brought the uh, Stormcast Oops All Dragons list. Tell me how this went, because so this was. <laughs> I feel like the, this list has been out long enough that like mm-hmm. there are decent counters to it, and yep. like there have been just enough nerfs. Like when when I when uh, for for everybody who's listening, we got just kind of a, a, a brief. Um, yeah, like oh, won this, lost this, won this, lost this, and I was genuinely surprised about the loss to the dragons because mm-hmm. I feel like they've been out so much. Uh, at least um, in the Seattle area, we we kind of got oversaturated with either cities of Sigmar lists uh, involving dragons or just dragons lists, sure. and and so everybody kind of had to like figure out and kill them. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm um, interested to hear this. Sure. So, uh, you know, I set up, this is, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Won't Back Down, which is, uh, again, long way deployment with uh, six objectives running in two sort of lines. Mm-hmm. And he's got uh, three units of two knights, dragon dragon knights, one knight draconis, and um, the big knight, with, the big dragon with the scar on his face. Kraz the good one the red one yeah Yeah, the red one uh it was yellow in my picture here but yeah with the red one in the picture in the in the stock photo Uh, (laughs) yeah karzai Karzai. that sounds right the scarred or the vengeful i don't uh, whatever the scarred Uh, vengeful (laughs) yeah um so he uh being the gracious guy that he is gives me turn one very nice um and I do the thing that I've been doing the whole tournament so far, which I'm using mighty destroyers to get everything up the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the maw crushes uh, moving up. Uh, the, I got pigs. I, I'm usually getting in the brutes an extra uh, movement. I don't think I used the additional fastens uh, movement on this one. I don't think I felt like I needed it because you get 24 inches with a regular move anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and he'd use what I'm going for. What I want to do is kill his Knight Draconis like immediately. Yeah. Right. Cause it's the only real hero in the army outside of the big dragon. Mm-hmm. And it's the source of like, it's the only way place he's denying magic. It's the only place he's giving buffs from. Uh, I want to get that thing gone. Yeah. And it's the strongest of the, it's the second strongest dragon and the only strong one on the board. And so basically I have, I've, you know, on my turn one, I'm I've got physical control of about 60% of the board. You know, he's got his little stripe that he deployed in and I've left a little bit of gap in my backfield, which I know I'm going to get dragons back there and I'm kind of expecting it. Yeah. You know, um, so but was I was that bait or it was, I don't know that it was bait, but I made it so that it would be, it would be a tight pocket for him to drop into. Um, and, uh, and they'd be nine inch charges and they'd be fighting hard boys. So yeah. like whatever, you know. <laughs> what is <laughs> exactly? Um, and so the maw crusher gets in immediately, kills uh, two dragons. I had a charge um, for the gore gruntas. It's a nine inch charge for gore gruntas onto the second set of dragons, um, but I didn't make it. And frankly, I think even if I did make it, I don't know that I would have taken it. I was going for uh, the uh, barge into the opponent's territory that turn. I didn't want like I didn't know just how hard they were going to hit versus three Gorgruntas, and like was I going to lose these guys? Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose my secondary. Um, 
And then uh, during his turn, so I, I killed, I've killed two dragons at the end of my first turn, right? Good job. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in his turn, uh, he what he does very cleverly actually is uh, he summon. Oh, I'm able to get through the ma- the the power of pylons one Gore Grunta into his Night Draconis. Yes. Um, so the Night Draconis is stuck there during his turn, and he's gonna kill this Gorgrunta, and that's whatever. Um, but he summons the Emerald Life Swarm and he places it so that I can't countercharge him with the Maw Crusher. Interesting. Oh, endless spells, they're back. Yeah, no, it was very good. Um, right, as you can move through the endless spell, but you can't stand on it, and I have a very, very big base, yep. so uh, it doesn't take a lot of positioning to make it so that I actually have to move significantly farther than you think I do in order to put, put myself down. Um, so, uh, so that was very well played on his part. Um, Gorgruntas without any buffs, uh, really struggle to do damage to dragons. Is what I found out. <laughs> yeah, because they're what minus one rend at most. Um, uh, they're minus. Not... So I have I have them at minus two, but they're all just single damage attacks. Mm, yeah, you know, and uh, they will do. They will whittle over time, but you know, you're losing at least one and a half every turn. Yep. Yeah, that was the interesting uh, problem, right? When they first came out, like mm-hmm. minus two rend is actually kind of nice against dragons. Yeah. Um, even with their potential two plus one plus save. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're they're definitely something where like it's a battle just to kill a dragon. Um, unless you have like shooting out the wazoo. But if you're a combat based army, dragons are rough. So rough. Yeah. So uh and then in my backfield, as expected, uh Kazarai and uh the other two dragons show up. Mm-hmm. They make their 10 inch charges. Nice. Both of them, and so, uh, but then I uh, countercharge the orc brutes into Kazarai. So it's uh, my uh, my mega boss and the orc brutes and some Ard boys fighting the big dragon, which probably didn't go very well for them. I would imagine. Um, so the brutes uh, get the dragon down to three wounds left in wow. their first swing. Yeah. Um, they were oh, buffed Bruce, plus. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got pl- they were buffed plus one damage. Um, I activate the destroyer axe. I'm like, this thing is dead. I want this. I want him dead. I want his family dead. Um, <laughs> I want his ancestors dead. Exactly. I want his future dead. Um, and then uh, Kazari turns around, and, afraid of a second brute attack next turn, and wipes all the brutes in one go. <laughs> And l- largely because at this point I have 14 models next to him, you know, um, yeah, so and he's he just got that. a ton of attacks. Exactly. Um, but through the combination of the mega boss on foot and the art boys, I'm able to kill him before the end of the turn, before the end of the combat phase. So that's his second turn or his bottom of one. Nice. So it, uh, was that an oh ship moment for him? Yeah, I feel I like if absolutely. you lose if you lose the big dragon, there's enough points in that thing that you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, the the other two dragons they've killed the Ard boys and my weird knob, which is not the end of the world to me. Although I'd prefer if if neither of the if they were all still there. I think actually one Ard boy stayed alive, which was pretty good. So he was mm-hmm. stuck fighting them for another turn. That's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's or at good. least shooting him and then charging somewhere else. Um. And I think that was definitely an oh shit moment for him. And then it came down to a very critical priority, which was I uh, I think really the turning point of the game. And I think if you had if you had talked to me at this moment, I I definitely feel like it was my game to lose. Right? I was in really good board position, and the mock Russia was gonna get that Knight Draconis and then just run around the board, popping dragons left yeah. and right. Yeah. You know. Uh, his biggest threat was gone, and I, you know, and although the Maw Crush is not uh, unkillable, certainly, um, I think I was in a good position to hit hard, hit first, um, and have control. Of the, and I already had control of almost all the objectives. Yeah. Right. Um, but then he rolls priority and double turns me into turn two. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I want to make a correction to the listeners at this point, because uh, I've learned a bit of local flavor 
um, uh, over the weekend here in Ireland, and the double turn is affectionately known as the Colin Cochran double. Uh, it's I go first, then you go first, then you go, then you go again, and then we call the game because I've lost. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I get the Colin Cochran double into turn two, or he gets the Colin Cochran double into turn two, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he Colin Cochran's you. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I'm, I'm not really entirely clear on how to use it properly. So uh, listeners out there, please let me know. We'll just stumble <laughs> around with it until we find the correct usage. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he's moving stuff around. He's trying to pick up. Uh, he's he's getting some charges uh, prepared for against Gorgrunta's uh, all smart stuff. He's he's throwing some mortal wound breath around and he's looking at the Maw Crusher and his Knight Draconis. And he's like, you know what? No matter where I move this, I think he said something to this effect out loud. No matter no matter where I move this, you're just going to come follow me. So I'm just going to charge you. Excellent. See, that's you the know? strategy. That's the best strategy <laughs> right there. Um, and he's, you know, he's throwing a bunch of mortal wound breaths at the Maw Crusher. He's definitely whittling it down. I don't think, I think at this point, you know, uh, he's got, he's taken like 10 wounds maybe. Um, but he's also gained a wound. Um, and so he charges in with the Nitroconus. So Nitroconus goes first, does a few wounds to the Maw Crusher. Um, but he's still got like five left, right? Mm-hmm. Maw Cru- you know, we, we wrap up the other, the other fights. It's bloody, right? Um, uh, piggies are dying. Dragons are dying. Uh, you know, I've got war chanters in the fight now because that's, that's I'm, I'm down to non-combat units fighting. Yeah, basically. brass techs, brass techs exactly. parts of the game. Um, uh, and so the Maw Crusher finally goes and uh, kills the Knight Draconis, and he blows up and does uh, he's and does five mortal wounds exactly on the on the explosion. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Uh, kill, so it's a, it's a double knockout and it's, uh, it's better than odds, but it's, uh, not too much better than odds. I think, I think if statistically he should have gotten three or four, so it's like a little bit better, but not like crazy, but still Just you're a little bit like, expected, oh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's... Um, and this was a huge bummer going into my turn too. uh, just having lost all of my board presence on his half of the board. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, now, fortunately, there's really only like three dragons left at this point. Um, but I uh, and we and it's uh, we go back and forth, back and forth. Um, and I'm really just uh, for the rest of the game, not able to get a concerted attack on them for long enough to, to kill any more dragons. Yeah. Pitting them down is rough. It's hard to do because they could just. Yeah. Whoop. No, a, a lot of whittling. Um, you know, like we got, uh, we got a lot of them down to uh, low numbers. Um, but uh, in the end, you know, and and again, I have one unit of Ard Boys whose whole job has been to hoof it across the field to try and get to his. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, my last ditch effort, turn five, I am trying to get these. I got these Ard Boys and a War Chanter, and that's all I've got left. And he's got two <laughs> dragons. I think at this point, right? <laughs> and my uh, and he has to kill all my battle lines. So having these Ard boys alive is 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 really important. Um, and if I can get them to his side of the board, I'll be I'll be good, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's got the last turn, right? Oh, and no. so I I auto run them six. I put the war channel out front to block charges for them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he flies the dragons over. Ice is the war chanter with a hot six on the on the mortal wound breath, and then uh, proceeds to ten inch charge the Ard boys. Damn! And wipes them. Damn! And it was and it was such a nail biter. And I don't know. I didn't do the math afterwards. You know, like would that six point swing have like meant a victory for me or not? I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't have the math in front of me. But it was. It felt really important in the moment that I'd make this six point swing. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that sounds like a, a really good aim, good game to end the tournament with. Yeah, like that, no, that's and a hell of a nail biter. Absolutely. Uh, so um, definitely, I think he had a few moments where he got lucky, but then he was he had the 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 wherewithal as a as a good player to really capitalize on those lucky moments and really milk them for all they were worth, and that was uh, very clever and very well played. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the way to play it, right? 
Yeah. That's nuts. Well, that sounds fun. Sounds like yeah, a- so it was, a, it was a great GT. Um, and really happy to get back in the swing of things. I feel like I learned so much about Iron Jaws. Um, I got to f- finish painting. <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, I, what, I, what I really have to do, I have to break all the arms off of my stupid Gorgruntas uh, because they're all the, there's like one official position that those arms go on in. Mm-hmm. They're like a monopose kit. And it's like waving the, the spear around like it's a flag. And that is absolutely obnoxious to travel with. <laughs> uh, so we're going to break all of the arms off, and we're going to have nice Bretonian couched lances from now on. She give them little helmets too while you're at it. Yeah, little Bretonian style helmets. <laughs> little Bretonian with, with like little little parrots on top and and unicorns and stuff. Yeah, like some squig parrots or squig birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be great. Um, Nice. So first, first uh, GT in in Ireland in the bag, then, huh? Yep. Yeah, it was a great, uh, great game. And uh, thanks to everybody for who came out, made it an awesome weekend. Uh, thanks to Nathan and Jay for running it. Uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Underworld Gaming, great bunch of lads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. No, it was great. Anything, uh, anything you think, um, what are your, what are your impressions of, of the orcs then now, uh, as you're moving forward with them, something, something you think you want to lean into or, um, I, I definitely want to drill into the iron suns, um, play. I feel like I know blood tooths is the meta list right now, mm-hmm. uh, with like massive numbers of Gorgruntas, And I think Gorgruntas are very good. Um, but the utility I got from being able to charge during their phase, and especially being able to multi-charge using um, the one of the two mega bosses, um, it made people really question leaving people near me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so I had this like interesting threat bubble even during their turn that yeah. I feel like you don't get with a lot of armies and that felt really powerful. And I want to find a way to really push that. Yeah. I feel like that more than makes up for the lack of shooting in the army. Uh, just being able to like say have area denial, especially if you're blobbed up too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excuse me. I, um, I do feel like I, and I was fortunate not to have to go up against them, but I do feel like I, don't have a good strategy for some of the more I'm going to say gimmicky, but you know, take that with a grain of salt. Sort of puzzle enemies that exist out there, like Marathi or the Cron Spine or Croak. You know, uh, someone where you have to have a very specific strategy to take them down. Because I don't feel like the toys that I have currently are good at the strategies that I know of to take those things down. Yeah, like none of your army is expendable. And Marathi is uh, either shooting or expendable to take her down, right? So, right. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have an answer for Croak. It's more just grin and bear it and try and score as many objectives sure. as possible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Well, so uh, that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for for listening. We're always strikes last. We're thanks, oh, everybody. Yes. We're, always, we're, always striking last. We're yeah, we striking strike first. Don't worry. Never. We we <laughs> we don't have a sign off still. It's working on it. It's okay. Working on it. Yeah. If you have a sign off, write us in at always strikes last at always strikes last yeah. com. Or yes. if you enjoy this meandering version, say nothing. Yes. <laughs> Let us speak into the void. <laughs>